up, guys? Alex here, AJNashville.com, here with our friend, Mr. Greg Pease. Welcome, Greg. Super excited to be here today. we got some great information to share. Yeah, hey. So one of the things we want to talk about today is we want to talk about implementing you know, systems that yeah. allow us to, to utilize our time and prioritize and delegate and do some things like that. Uh, I know we had some great examples that we brought up before the show started, so let's just let's dive, dive in and get in, after yeah, it. Start giving it to people, absolutely. And and creating those systems that's huge to when we do find ourselves. Um, I hate the word right use when we say we're busy. Yeah. Uh, when we find ourselves busy, uh, that's when those systems really are going to be able to bail us out. But it kind of goes back to that uh, digging a well before you need water. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And that's something that some of the other programs talk about. You know, there's there's other programs out there that where they say, hey. You know, when you see yourself get to this level, you need to start doing X, Y, and Z. Absolutely. You know, I know you and I talked about a, a fire situation. It's kind of like the grease. You know, you're cooking cooking breakfast on Sunday morning, and you're like, all right, well, the grease is getting hot. It's starting to spark. You're starting to see flashes in the pan. What do you do? You turn the thing down a little bit so it doesn't catch on fire. This way you're not – yeah, you're not getting that fire extinguished. So I think that discussing what we're getting ready to talk about is imperative, especially in times where people are just – they're busier than they've ever been. Yeah, you know? no, absolutely. And, and with everything going on, like you said, creating um, around creating those systems and and the, another piece piece that uh, will help a lot of people is really prioritizing and 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 kind of detaching from your situation when you're looking at your prior priorities um, and then and then detaching to prioritize them in order. So, for example, you know we think that um, given given. Uh, other people's emergencies sometimes we prioritize as our own. Right. And they very well may not be our own priority. Right. I, I, it's not to negate someone else's emergency, but if you're always worried about someone else's emergency, you're not going to arrive at your goal. Well, and when do you have time for your own? When do you have time for your own? You Absolutely. Know, literally, and, and I'm guilty of this. I'm horribly guilty of this. So when Shannon was at the hospital, when she was having Rowan, I believe it was, like I was downstairs waiting for her to have her own. I was on the phone talking to clients. Like possibly the worst thing you can be doing when your firstborn child's on its way is to be worrying about other people's fires. And you talk about detaching and something as monumental as, as a baby being born. Like you have to be able to unplug, have a system in place that says, hey, I'm going to cover down for you. You go ahead and unplug. I'll manage your pipeline for you. Um, go Go see your daughter being born. Absolutely. You know? And I think it's very easy for us to get caught up in it. You know, we talked about an example of of a business opportunity popping up, but your your wife over here wants to go to dinner for the night, you know. But yeah, and, go ahead. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. No, I know. I know. We had talked about that uh, uh, j- just the other day, honestly. And and there's just so much value in that in the, in the terms of, you know, and, and I can't be the one to make the decision for you. Right. Right. But is it important right now? Have you put, you know, uh, my belief is that a balance is a constant imbalance. Think of like a seesaw, like mm-hmm. the balance is keeping it in motion. If we if we didn't keep the seesaw in motion, it would actually be an imbalance. So right. what I mean by that is sometimes the guy on the left goes down, sometimes the guy on the right goes down and we keep it in motion. So you have to weigh out how much if family was on one side of that seesaw and business mm-hmm. was on the other, you know, maybe you need to if you've been lounging at the house, maybe you need to show up at that meeting, right? It's time for that. Right. However, if you've been neglecting your family on on that um ego stroke that hey, I'm providing for the family, is this what the family wants? Are you going to have a family to share those rewards with? Well, and that's a very valid point, too, because we take our attention off what the intention was initially intended for. Correct. And I know I use a lot of mix in words, but what I'm saying is you've removed the, in, the attention from the intention. 
So we go to work, we go to work every day to provide for our family. But as soon as the providing portion becomes so important that our family is not number one, that's where a problem comes out. And like you said, that's where you find yourself. That's where a lot of people look around and they're like, where did all the years go? My daughter's growing up now. She's 18 years old. She's going to college. How did that happen? It happened because you were so focused on putting everything together to get her to college that now she's gone. And, you know? and 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 another piece, you know, there's two there's two layers to that. Um, you know, maybe somewhere providing for the family branched off and and wasn't realized as providing for your ego. I'm not right. saying that, but just a possibility. And and then the other piece was all of the time you spent truly working hard and providing for the family, truly right. with all good intentions. Right. Did you need to spend ten hours a day, or were you putting out thirteen fires that if you would have finally figured out the prevention, you could start doing ten hours of work in five hours? Well, and, th- and that's a good point. So, especially in my industry, we talk about putting out fires. So, some of the things are basic, com- uh, basic conversations you can have up front. So, let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. Exactly, hundred ten percent, and you tweak you those throughout the years. So, in my situation, you have a new first time home buyer that's buying a house. And they have nothing, they, they don't know anything about what's coming their way. And we're getting ready to send out documents. The thing to do is pick up the phone and say, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Client, you're going to be receiving these documents. Here's what they're going to say. Here's what the numbers mean. We're going to go over this real quick. And then, boom, we're done with that conversation. One conversation. And you know every time that you get to X place with X quant- with, with Y client, they get W conversation. Right. How many fires over the course of a month, six months, a year, five years, are you preventing from ever even having to spend your time on? And that's a basic system. Literally, that is a check mark. You yep. know, a check mark on a list. By this this far in the business, you should have a list that, hey, this happens every time. Check, 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 you know, and you're you're going forward. Not to mention while you're creating this system for yourself. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're you're adding value to your family. You're able to produce at higher qualities. We haven't even begun to have the discussion around the add value that you gave to your client, the peace of mind, the confidence that you built in your client on that conversation. Right, right. And, and what they'll take from that and how that enhances their experience for future experiences and expectations. That actually allows you to some degree grow your business because that person has experienced something when they're sitting around the table and they're talking to their buddies and they're like, hey, my professional you did didn't this. didn't have that conversation. Right. Yeah. They're like, hey, what? Like I, I had a client that we closed and they're like, I never even talked to my last loan officer. Wow. And you're like, what? Never? <laughs> and they're like, no, we never had a conversation. I'm like, how would you know you really had a loan officer there? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but putting those things in place, like you said, it enhances. It allows the, the client to have a better experience. It allows you to have that free time with your family because now you're not taking that call at 730 at night when they just got home and they're like, hey, I'm looking at this stuff and I have no idea and what it means. You're, you're frustrated. You think it's not fair that they're demanding of your time. And it's truly not fair that we expect them to know what these legal documents are like right. we have license to semi understand what these right documents exactly are. we're literally licensed professionals that are hey this is what this is supposed to say correct you know correct the other end of it is too is is sometimes it is necessary to say no sometimes it's necessary to bring someone in and you say you know what the juice isn't worth the squeeze and i'm not saying that maybe the client isn't a value because every client is valuable in their own sense you know that well and, they and bring to, different values and to, to, to be to be to be fair, maybe some clients, maybe they're not a value, right? And that, that's a horrible statement, right? Nobody wants to hear that. Right. But, but the catch is, the most important part is, if we 
are not of value together. I saved you from me. Yeah. Oh, We're absolutely. Not, there's seven billion people on the earth. You've probably said that same thing before in your podcast. For right. seven billion of them aren't going to line up to do business with me. Right. And it actually is important in in their favor. Mm-hmm. They may not work with me, and that's okay. There's someone that's going to work great with them, and that they're right. going to work great with. Yep. And it re- it reminds me not just people, but tasks. Yeah. One thing I, I share with my wife sometimes is. Uh, when, when we're building a, I hate, we're going to use the word to-do list. I've heard it called once a success list, which I liked a lot better. Yeah. Um, but when we're building our to-do list, um, it's easy to fill out bullet points, especially if you remove the, um, if you're like, Hey, just whatever needs to be get done, put it on this list. Right. Um, and then we can get lost in the details. mundane tasks, right. details. And, and another thing that I share, like you said about saying no to people, what, when I build my success list or my to-do list, what what I what I what I say to my wife is let's determine what we're not going to do. Right, right. What are we not going to do? It, you know, there's a lot of things that sound cool, but what are we not going to do? Because everything can't be done. Well, and sometimes that list is much shorter. That that list of what not to do shortens the long-term list of what we're going to do. Correct. You know, let's let's take for example a, a household project. You know, you can go in and say, hey, we're going to paint the walls. But also, we're going to replace the trim. But in order to do that, we need to tear down the the drywall. Then we need to put insulation. Now your project that should have been a, a one day project, you're, o- you're overwhelmed, you're stressed, you right? Know, so on and so forth. You know, and and you might determine that. Uh, for example, and, and it all depends on your situation. You might determine, you know what, I can do all that, but man, the trim really stresses me out. That's yeah. I'm not going to do. That. I'm going to outsource that, or, or or I'll deal with it later, or I'll I'll cut in the trim, whatever the case may be. Or even better, like I I did this not too long ago. Um, Shannon, my fiance, wanted this wall with this design done on it, you know, and I looked at it. I'm like, there's no way I can figure out those corners. Like I can paint. I can cut wood. I can't figure out those corners. And it would take me a day to figure those out. So what do you do? Like you said, you delegate, you find someone. Hey, you good at cutting corners? I am. Cool. Let's do this. Or even in some cases, you're like, hey, you cut the corners. I'll I'll, uh, nail them to the wall and then I'll paint them. So you're mm-hmm. doing part of the task that would have took me a ton of time to figure out. So that delegation portion allows me to continue on with the other pieces that are important to my project. But if you don't know it, there's no harm in saying, hey, can you help me with this? Can you do this? Can I can I offer you compensation of some sort to to complete this task? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it reminds me with that. I think we're are we probably getting we getting close here. Yeah, I make sure. I, no, we got a we got a couple minutes here, and then we got to wrap up. We've got that that crazy lunch that we got to <laughs> do. You know that I say crazy. It's just there's a drive in between oh, there. Yeah. But um, no, we got a couple. minutes. I want to I want to leave people with the value. I I stole this from uh, Sean Kokosva, and maybe he stole it from someone. But the four uh, D approach, and um, so when we're talking about. Um, prioritizing our tasks. Right. Um, and so, uh, his, his approach was, um, uh, do it now was the first D. So yeah. when we have, when, when we build that to do list, right. Can, can it get done right now? Right. Like right now. So for example, when we tell ourselves like, um, Hey, I got to put uh, send a calendar invite out. Yeah. Like right now, like it's like 30 seconds. Can we do it right now? Right. Um, the second D was, um, do it later. So then, then now let's determine instead of trying to think about if I try to keep remembering that I'm going to send you a calendar invite, I'm taking up whatever amount of uh, memory space. space that I brain yeah. space that I have. Yeah. Versus if I determine and let's say I write it on a piece of paper and tonight before bed I'm going to send that out, do it later. Right. Um, and then the third D would be delegate it. Right. Is this worth my time at all? And is there someone that I could add value to their life by having them complete this task? Right. And then the last one, which we talked about, whether it be people or task, is don't do it at all. Yeah. 
Yeah. The fourth D is don't do it at all. There's Something a lot of like really that. cool things that we have, you know, th there's no shortage of ideas. Yeah. Some yeah. things we just need to clear our mind with and, and stop stop dealing with certain people, stop stop doing certain things. Right. And that's 100% true. You know, and I'm going to close it out, too, with, with a very similar thing I was taught. So there was a point in my life where I was doing door-to-door -door sales, literally going door-to-door -door and selling coupons to, I think it was Papa John's or, or Domino's or something like that for, I can't remember the price, but anyways, it was a, a company that had people do this, you know, and they did stuff like AT&T and stuff like that. And an individual that was a manager there said, you know, doing this is kind of like when you get a pan and you've cooked something on it and it's dirty. What do most people do? It's dirty. It's filthy. It's disgusting. I want to eat right now. I'm going to throw it in the sink and I'm going to let it sit. Okay. Yeah. And then in a day, two days, three days, four days, it's still sitting there, but it's now hardened. It's no longer hot. There's bugs around it. Like now it's disgusting. Mm -hmm. And people are walking in, they see your disgusting pan sitting there. When in actuality, it would have been easier to clean when it was hot, when it was ready, when everything was still fresh. Off of right, it. it would have came right off. Just so hanging out right now. Exactly. So oh. the, the, the thing is, is wash the pan. Like whatever it is, if it's that big, just do it, you know, just get it done. And if it's something smaller that isn't going to be disgusting that people aren't going to see later on down the road that isn't going to be more difficult that isn't going to be more time consuming then like you said do it later you know that's right but you really need to divide out what's the pan and what's not i mean and, what's and, the priority at that time and i'll always remember that you know i always and i was at a, a point in my life where i was like pans let's just throw them away and get some new ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but anyways, anything else that you want to close with? No, I mean, I appreciate being here today and yeah, I'm sure we sure. added value for some people. I hope so. You know, if you find some value in this, please do us a favor, share it, like it, comment, let us know what we can do to help bring more value to you in your life. You know, the thing is at the end of the day, this podcast isn't about hearing myself speak, hearing Greg speak, even though Greg, you got a great radio voice. Oh, that's so awesome. You know, like me, I've got a face for radio, but we really want to hear your thoughts and what it is that you may be struggling with that we can help you grow with. So thanks again for tuning in. We hope you have a great weekend. We'll talk soon.